This is Ashley from goldengoddesses.org. Welcome to the October 25th broadcast of Threshold to Ascension Radio. Many of you know that yesterday was the Taurian full moon. Very powerful time. I happen to be born under the sign of Taurus and my partner Joseph has his moon in Taurus. So it's a beautiful time for us. But it's also a time of seeing more layers of the onion being peeled. So don't be surprised if people from your past or experiences from your past present themselves again, giving yourself the opportunity to say thanks, but no thanks. I've learned that lesson. I've gone through that initiation. I've got the t-shirt. I don't need to revisit that layer of the onion again. If it is an issue that comes up that you feel in your heart you haven't quite yet worked through, let go of any self-judgment. Go into your heart and ask your guidance for what the message is. Recently, I had an opportunity to address a situation that was niggling a little bit in my heart. And the beauty of it was when I took a deep breath and asked for the guidance and expressed myself from my heart, it transmuted this lesson that had come back to just make sure I had my graduation cap from that lesson. It's a beautiful time. We look at it at positivity and an ability to say, yes, I've got that one. It's time to continue on my journey of self-mastery. As we do, we start tonight by inviting you all to close your eyes, center in your heart, and from your intention, connect to the higher dimension of all that you are, moving past the mental body questioning into trusting your connection to the divine, whatever label you give it. Breathe that love down into your heart. And as you exhale, just let go of anyone else's energy you've been carrying or any concerns you've had of the day and be present in this now moment. Each now moment is a beautiful opportunity to stay in your heart and see the beauty in what's before you. Coming up on the show over the next couple of weeks, I'm delighted to welcome members from the Council of the Sisterhood of the Rose, Shannon Leishner, Theta Healer, Angelic Communicator, and a beautiful being who survived the shooting in Las Vegas last year, revisited this year during the reunion of the survivors and has lots to share about that mastery journey. Coming up mid-November, we have the amazing Mary Rodwell. I know many of you are excited about that show. And following Mary Paul Richardson, who we had on earlier in the show from the Haven 
Earth Organization is going to give us an update on the Earth Bag Dome construction happening in Turkey. There's a lot for him to share. Our guest last week, the beautiful Tana Newberry, thank you for your feedback. I know it was an amazing show. We did do the drawing, so congratulations to Janine Whitehood from Massachusetts, who won the ET Experiencer Oracle card deck. And to Marcia, I hope I'm spying this, saying this right, Dragowitz from Arizona, who won the book, Not All Psychics Are Contactees, but All Contactees Are Psychics. And I'll be in touch with you tomorrow via email so we can get those prizes out to you. I do want to invite you to follow me on Instagram under Ashley with an I, A-S-H-L-I, Golden Goddess. And like me on Facebook, Ashley Andromedan. And go to the website, goldengoddesses.org. Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get a free meditation, and we'll keep you posted on everything that's happening. I look forward to connecting. Just to put a little bug in your ear or a little light being in your ear, I am going to be doing a teleconference meditation on 11.11, so I'll be talking about that more next week. And also on my to-do list is updating the After the Show's interviews so I can get that YouTube channel updated. Thanks for those of you that emailed asking. It's really an honor to be able to share the information and the wisdom from my guests with those of you listening live on BBS radio, through the archives, or through the podcast. So thank you for being part of the Threshold to Ascension tribe. My beautiful guest tonight, Cheryl from Texas, will talk about why we introduce her as that way. I had the honor of meeting Cheryl a few years back over the phone during a spiritual counseling session. And during that time, although Cheryl had been having many experiences, she was a little hesitant to come forward due to backlash. She was raised in a religious family. Her husband actually is ex-military. And there's a lot of activity that happens where she lives that draws the attention of the guys in the black hats, if you will. So this is her first ever interview. She has such a big heart and her focus is on keeping the frequency high. She is, I say, an elemental and galactic communicator, intuitive empath, and her friendship with Dr. Heinz Holzer, the paranormal researcher, also gave her the label that he gave her as reading soul imprints. Cheryl's connection started a very early age, one year old, and she, like many, went through wanting to shut it all off and live a normal life. In her 3D life, she's been a flight attendant, owned a trunking company, worked in family business, and is currently studying Western Feng Shui. As I mentioned, she's married to a retired military special forces gentleman and was raised in a religious household. Through that journey, she's come full circle and is now in that space of being comfortable sharing her experiences with the elementals, nature spirits, animals, galactic beings, and the crafts that she sees. I'd like to ask the Threshold to Ascension tribe to please see Cheryl surrounded in divine light, supporting her as she publicly shares her experiences for the very first time. Thank you, Goddess. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so why don't you give our listeners a, just you know a short brief background about how your journey started and when you first became aware that you had contact with multidimensional and ultra-dimensional beings. 
well, I was so young, and, you know, you look back and uh, you're telling your family, oh, you know, even as a toddler, there are these beings. But everybody's thinking, oh, that's just her, you know, imagination. It's just mm-hmm. overactive. And so that is where it began, and it wasn't a negative thing. It was a rather interesting. And when I get to the point, like sometimes I'd say, I, I, you know, as I got older, maybe five or six, seven years old, and I'd say, I don't, I'd pull the covers over my head and say, okay, I don't, I want y'all to go now. <laughs> and then I, and I'd pull it back down, and they'd be gone. So um, it's, it's been. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I had, thanks to you, um, mm. you know, learned how to share it because I had kept it all to myself for the most part. What well, was an interesting, you shared that when you were quite young, that the team, the folks from above, as you labeled them, yeah. when, when adults would ask you questions that maybe were beyond the knowledge of the child at the age you were, that you would be getting this telepathic communication from your team and you would be answering the adults around you who were actually quite stunned by your knowledge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, they would... Um... They would either teach me things mm-hmm. or they would, um, if I need, you know, the answers. And when you're so young and you have these answers and they're like, where did she get that? Um, <laughs> or they would spell words backwards and, you know, and I'm only four years old and I would know the word. Mm-hmm. But that's because they were giving me that information. So it would be, um, and I know it was hard on them. I really do, you know, but... Uh, them being your family or them being... Yeah, it had to be, you know, it wasn't easy. You know, here's mm. this child that's not acting normal. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they would give me that information. And I remember telling my grandmother, because she always watched the Perry Mason show. Right. And I said, well, it's kind of like the Perry Mason show. I have this group that's like the jury, and it sits on my shoulder almost. And when I need information, it just comes. They tell me. Of course, she thought, okay, here we go again. And so that was just my simplistic way of trying to explain it to them. But um But you also felt that your grandmother was very intuitive, although she may not have admitted or acknowledged it. You noticed that in her from when you were young. Yes, she was. She was very intuitive. And, um, uh, but no, she, it was just a way of life for her. And she just knew things. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, that was it. You know, it wasn't anything that uh, she progressed with or it was just among the family and she would like if I would be someplace and and I would come in because I lived with my grandparents for most of the time and so like one night we was after a basketball game and we were going to go to some friends houses and it was raining and I knew where this house was and we accidentally just I said oh it's there and they turned around real quickly and we slid down into the ditch and uh, by the time I got home she or she already had a feeling and knew, so she started making phone calls. And, she, of course, she asked me that, and that she was just intuitive. So, you know, you might as well just tell her because she was going to find out. or She, she was going to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Now, you mentioned uh, to me an experience with your grandfather, right? When you were about 15, you'd gone together for a walk in the woods and somebody showed up and it kind of unnerved him a little bit. Would you would you talk about that a little bit? It terrified him. Um, <laughs> it was uh, a being that came in and just kind of landed like a hello and then jumped over a tree and that man turned just all colors of he could be and um, he could not get to the house fast enough and so um, but it wasn't all he would say you cannot go back in those woods again I said I was raised (laughs) in those woods and I'm going back in those woods and you know that's just the way it is and but he was we didn't talk about it because he was just um, I told him I said I'm fine it's okay and well, of course, inter- go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. So this being, can you describe it a little bit for the listeners? Um, no, because okay. by the time what happened was I was there, but I was in a different location. Oh. And we had been walking. So when I came up, it had just finished. So I really can't, I, I, it would be, I only can tell you what he said. What did he say? He said it was, um, uh, something he had never seen before. Mm -hmm. And it, and he, he wasn't frightened. I mean, he wasn't, um, frightened from the sense that it would hurt him, but he was terrified. But it was, he didn't feel like they were going to hurt him. He was just, they looked so different. It was outside of his normal, um, Paradigm Correct. belief system. Correct. And so he's trying to process that. And then he said they just literally, he says like they just flew over the top of the trees. Mm. And so, um, yeah, he was, I, when I say he wasn't, he was terrified. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it was kind of contradictive because he didn't feel threatened. But, he was right, but it was it was busting terrified. a paradigm for him and opening up into right. a dimension that he hadn't seen before. And it sounds like many of perhaps his generation didn't really know where to put it in his mental construct. That is correct. You know, so it was kind of it's, it's I'm being contradicted but at the same time. It's those those mixed emotions. But I can assure you, he never wanted to see that again. Now, you also mentioned when you were little, some small green beings that would come by to say hi and kind of place their faces against the windows and and smile. Y'all probably wouldn't think they were cute, but they were adorable. And I think they were, they were young and, Mm -hmm. um, and they would come up. My, my grandmother, grandparents had this, uh, in the living area, these long windows. And to me, they were almost to the ground. And they would literally just take their little chubby fingers and lift themselves up. And just, they had these, these little smiles. And they did not have hair. And they were they were just cute with these little mm-hmm. beautiful smiles. But other people might think uh, they're not so cute. But to me, they were. And um, But, of course, no one believed me there. But what is interesting, I do have confirmation on that now. I have my half-sister. She was there one evening. She thought she dreamed this. She had come to visit here about a year and a half ago. And she, in passing, because I was sharing with her, which I had not done. And so she brought up the little green people. And I said, excuse me? 
And she said, yeah, you know, I was at Grandma's, I, and I thought I was dreaming. There was mm. this little green. She said, but I never saw it again. Well, she wasn't there that often as I was, obviously. So I did get that confirmation, but in her mind, it was just a dream. And then also when you were little that you talked about being outside with some of some children that were children of friends of your mother and all together seeing a craft together. Do you remember how much recall about that experience? Oh, yeah. It's just as vivid as today. We were outside. There was two other children, a boy and a girl. It was my mother's friend's children. And we were playing. It was in the evening. And, of course, they were sitting somewhere and talking, and they weren't outside. They were inside the house. And um, and all of a sudden, there was a, a craft that just literally raised up off the ground and went upward. And so, of course, we all ran in, and I finally I have these two people, you know, that can, you know. Mm, validate, verify. Yes and confirm and so here I am I'm so excited and my mother's reply and their reply it was a falling star and of course I had to give a rebuttal and go <laughs> well falling stars they got they don't come they don't go up they come down and of course I was kind of shoot away and told to be mm. quiet so that's what I did and basically and I just kept it all to myself after that Without dating ourselves, you know, you did talk about Perry Mason. So, you know, that kind of gives the audience an idea of the generation that you were brought up in. So back then we didn't have the drones, right? There weren't these other technologies that we that sometimes are today, you know, blamed or or uh, given as an excuse for the things we're seeing. That wasn't happening back in that era. Right. Right. So so you had this interesting childhood and you went through you know, being open and experiencing and have to kind of keep a lot of it quiet. And then you came to a point in your teens, um, I believe it was, or maybe a little bit later, when you again wanted a little bit of a break. And I think one of the beautiful things you've shared is they listened to you. They didn't completely disappear, but they kind of pulled back. How would you explain that experience? I would was driving down the road and I just wanted to be normal. I wanted to be like everyone else. You know, it's kind of like living this double life. You know, here I here I am. I'm doing all the normal things that other people do and I couldn't share this aspect. And I didn't, it was my fear factor. I didn't want to be rejected or made fun of. And so I just said, I want to live a normal life and I want y'all to go away. Just let me be. Let me make my own mistakes. Let me... Let me, uh, you know, because I always had this mentors, mentorship with them. And it was like, I just, just let me be. And so they, they honored that. Mm. And so that was pretty rough because now I am out there like a fish out of water. And um, it brought out some negative people in the sense, you know, users or people who want to take advantage. Finally, I just said, you know what, this isn't for me. And so I asked and said, I'll never do that again. (laughs) And I haven't. I said, I apologize, which you don't have to do to them. And I said, I will never, ever do this again. And And you can always intercede in my behalf because I know you know better than I do. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, that was pretty much it there. 
Well, and I know we introduced you as Cheryl from Texas, and you and I talked about this. You know, um, your husband is ex-military special forces and you know people know you from your days as a flight attendant and so you know there is still the sense of you becoming comfortable and sharing your story and then the other thing is you have had some situations with uh, military aircraft in your neighborhood or over your house and, and you talked about one time when the ships actually kind of took chase after the military craft can you go through that story a little bit for the listeners Yes, this happened last year, and it was just um, probably about six, seven, eight months ago. And because I'm outside all the time, and they're there all the time. And they also will send out what I call scouts. And people think they're little tiny aircraft because they have the sound of an aircraft, but it really isn't. They're blinking, and um, they're just going in every little direction and and they're also, they're depositing, I didn't share that with you earlier, mm -hmm. they are actually dropping little beams. Mm -hmm. So these little orbs will pop out, little orb beams will come out, and you see them, and you're like, okay. And so it was just an ordinary evening with me and the camera, as usual, and jets came. But it wasn't just one jet. It was like three of them. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, okay. And then all of a sudden, they came out. And it was just, I tried to get people in the house, which I, I tend to have this problem with folks. They don't want to come out and see things. <laughs> and I said, you've got to come out and see this. And so, of course, nobody, by the time my mother was here, and by the time she got outside, it was calming down. I was like, okay, here we go again. No one came out in time. But they just literally, it was just a complete circle in this area, not just around this house. I mean, it was, ex they had expanded it, and it was, they were literally chasing each other and going back and forth, and then all of a sudden, it was done. So the galactic craft were chasing the military craft? That is correct. Mm. And we talked about this, that what people may be aware of is that there's a frequency, right, that these craft hold. And, of course, the frequency that you hold as the light beam carrier that you are creates a field that sometimes creates a little blip or anomaly on the military radar or their tracking equipment. And they send out um, craft or, or uh, planes to, to investigate that. And you've had that experience right. more than once. Yes, it, well, it's, it's happened so much that now I just, um, I literally take pictures. I don't care if they're here during the mm -hmm. day. I'll hear those jets coming. And it's not all the time. And, and, you know, these pilots, they really, most of them not even sure why they're doing what they're doing. Right. They're just following orders to go for whatever reason. And I just make sure, and they probably say, there's that that crazy person down there taking our pictures again. And so I just sit and get the get the craft. Um, they're you know the airplane, and so mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's more of um, I guess in the earlier days it, it frightened me. You know I was always kind of looking over my shoulder, and you heard these horrible stories. And but then I re I remembered you know it's it's our state of mind, and there's this level of protection there, and. Why am I creating this negativity? Why am I? And, you know, so I just finally go with it, and I don't really worry about it. 
You mentioned your mother inviting her to come out. Now, we know that when you were little, she was very religious and she didn't want to hear about this, but she's come around. Has that been through her actually seeing things or what brought your mother into a little more openness to what you experience all the time? Well, I did not share anything with my husband or she. Mm -hmm. And so about 2013 um, and 14 for her, I finally started showing and now I'm a, I'm going to go back to him first and then we'll go forward to mother um, he's always in I'm not a, as you know I don't watch a lot of television I don't watch you know uh, horror things or all these unusual things but he does and so he would always sometimes there might be um, you know as he would call them the aliens or whatever he said I wish I could meet them and I just laughed <laughs> and so finally, I said, what would you do if you really could meet them? Oh, I just think it'd be great. And, you know, if something goes wrong, they could die. I'm like, okay, now you're, you're, you're living in one of your movies. But um, this went on. So finally, I said one day, one evening, I said, why don't you come outside with me? I want to show you something. And, and I said, now I want you to look upward. And so what it is, and I know you're familiar with this, but they, the folks that are living, listening, they may not be. These, these, um, these are starships or plasma ships, and they're organic. So you can literally see through them. They're not all metallic and all of this. So they literally can come down. Because they are organic, they can literally, you'll see like a little orb, a little being like this, which they're not being, they're just shrunk down, um, can branch off and start floating around. And so there he is, and that's exactly what started taking place. Now, here's this man that's done all these things, you know, retired military, done all these things, and that man could not get into this house quick enough. <laughs> um, he was terrified. To get, I hate to use that word, but he was. He was scared. So um, then one night, it was almost like the sky was moving, and I was almost, I was really sad because there are certain ones that, they're only here for two or three hours. It's their mission, their journey, and they'll literally go around the earth. And so one evening, they seemed to all be leaving, and I, yeah, I cried. I was, just, mm -hmm. I was just, I just was so sad. And he said, what's wrong? And I said, they're leaving. He said, oh, they're not leaving you. I said, oh, but they are. It's like the sky's moving. And he went out. And there, literally, you could see the ships just literally moving out. Now, there was a neighbor, in that particular neighborhood, we had built a house there, and we've moved further out in the country now, but that was the country, too. But there was this, this, this neighbor, she started watching me. And so when I'd go out, she'd go out. And mm -hmm. I went, oh, this is not, I'm not enjoying this now. But, um, so she did get to see it, but. We never discussed. I didn't know her personally, and so it was not something we did, had a chat over. But uh, he did see it, and he looks sometimes, but most of the time he prefers not to look. He doesn't well, like looking upward. It, it's interesting, too, you know, with him being ex-military in the Special Forces, right? And so he obviously knows what drones are, what military craft are. And he obviously has been acknowledging that, yes, these are not 
of the Earth um, military, which I think is fascinating, especially when we do the after the show and we're going to show some of the pictures that you've taken when we do the video aspect of this follow up after the show. You know, some of the things that you see and, and your husband actually, you know, having that knowledge of what is not that you don't. I'm not saying that, but sometimes that's what some of the Correct. skeptics say. Right. And so here is right. an ex-military special forces chap who, who is pretty much acknowledging that. Yep. And he actually kind of had a, got a little talking to from from some of your your galactic friends when you guys were out barbecuing. Do you want to share that story? Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Um, he, he's kind of loud at times and he'll talk loud. And I must have done something to irritate him or whatever. So he raised his voice at me. Which, you know, I just kind of went, all right, whatever. And so I call it the all-seeing eye. And it's one of those that's only here, here for a few hours. And the all-seeing eye will literally, if a, if a vehicle's coming in, it will literally turn and watch it. If I look to a different angle, it's going to look to see what I'm looking at. So, but that evening, when he raised his voice, they put the light on him. And I said, oh, look, there they are. And he, he couldn't get up his food fast enough to go inside. And he said, I do not care about your sky friends. <laughs> and, I love that. And off he went. But it frightens him from the standpoint, you know, he's mili- ex-military and he doesn't, he doesn't understand how to combat it. And, and I've told him, I said, there's no reason to. Um, I would not want to take them to take them on, because if you did, they could defend themselves. But the chances are that's never going to happen as long as you're um, not trying to cause havoc. Yeah, you're coming from your heart. Now, we talk a lot about your knowingness that they're there and the taking the pictures. One thing I didn't ask you is, you know, have you felt that you've telepathically communicated with them? I know as an empath, you feel the energies, but just to kind of give a little more depth to your interaction with them, how would you describe? And you may not have, so that's okay. No, I do. Um, I'm not as inquisitive, I guess, because information, like you said, is the knowingness, which is them. You know, it's mm-hmm. telepathic, and you're you're just so comfortable, and you just it comes. So it's not like having a conversation with you. Um, it used to be that way, but and I don't ask a lot of questions because it's like I just want to enjoy it. But like earlier, before I came to on to talk with you, I let them know, and they're outside right now, and they floated down, and and I told it was this is you've got a picture of him. And I, I let him know. I said, mm. I'm doing this, and I want everyone to know how loving and special you all are. And if there's anything that I need to say or to share, this is the time to tell me, or you can tell me when I'm in there. And I let him know I'm, I'm nervous, too. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I am nervous. You can even hear it in my voice because you know me and you can hear it. Um, but... They were excited, and then when I said I need to go inside, they didn't want me to go inside. So, yes, it's, they do communicate. I just do not ask a lot. Now, sometimes they'll tell me I might be concerned about something, or let's just say I'm worried about an animal or whatever, or I'll use Hippity. Hippity was a little a deer. He's a buck, and he literally broke his ankle, his, his knee. 
and now he uses that as a walking cane. He's going on three years old now. Mm. But sometimes he would disappear, and I would, I'd said, you know, I, I, I don't know that I really want to know, but I need to know. And they said, hey, but he's fine. He'll be returning tomorrow or the next day. So they will tell you things if I specifically ask. I just don't ask for a whole lot now. If I want to know, if to be safe, but I guess because I, I don't really ask those questions like I used to. Um, well, and when you I, have I that energetic, so you know, that, that telepathic or energetic connection, so much is said without saying anything, right? Correct. It just is a frequency. It is an energy field that you kind of just be in. It is, and 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 you 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 know this is when you're telepathic and the way they are, thoughts aren't really that private. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. It's like you know, they can be anywhere, and they if they want to know what you're thinking, they can they can find out what you're thinking, and so um, there's just not secrets, which mm-hmm. that's the way the world is now changing to not have secrets. And, and having truth. So um, I think that's one of the reasons you're not, or I'm not, um, communicating as much because it is the knowingness. And mm-hmm. you're just comfortable, and if there's something I do need to know or whatever, I, I can get that information. But I don't... So, so what I'm kind of getting, Cheryl, tell me, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting that the listeners who are listening in, if you just go into your hearts and just kind of send out a greeting. I just really feel like your friends are sending this galactic wave of mm-hmm. greeting to those who are open to receiving it. My third eye's going crazy, my crown's going crazy, and my heart is lit up, right? So Yeah, and I've wanted to tear up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just gonna ask how, the listeners to take you're a familiar minute. with this when you know that they're in the room, certain ones right. are in the room. They're 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 joyous. They're very happy. Mm-hmm. This is they want people to know that they're there and that they that they can be their friends. They can be their star family. Yeah, I'm not saying that the ones that are here, because everybody has their own individual group. But uh, it's just a matter of opening up. And so I'm just going to ask just to, just to listen. Let's just take about 10 seconds. And, and, okay. and you as well, Cheryl, we're just going to tune in just as a collective group, staying in our own sovereign field, but connecting as well into that divine heart. And just if you are so inclined, listeners, just send the thought, the energy, the greeting to these galactic beings. And if you have an interest in having a stronger connection with them, express that from your heart. And just be open to receive for a second or two. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Star. But my heart is like just almost out of my chest. I don't know how you're I feeling, know, Cheryl. I too. But, and I'm so whoa, excited. And that t- it's so excited. so joyful. Yes. And I yeah. hope that the listeners feel the same. So do I. Now, I just want to, before we, we're going to, I want to talk about one more thing, then we're going to do a short commercial, and then we're going to talk more about the elementals and the nature beings. But I haven't had a chance to share this with you. You sent me all these amazing photographs, and one of them, you talked about a tube that was a Palladian tube, the tube of light. Yes. Right? And you said they travel oftentimes through that tube. Well, what I have not had a chance to tell you is years ago, I was doing healing. I've gone through my own Me Too experiences, the age of four, the age of 16, and the age of 23. And I was healing the four-year-old 
And in that healing session, the practitioner, we worked with calling the four-year-old back. Oftentimes, children that have gone through sexual abuse disassociate, and from an energetic perspective, some of their energy may leave. And so as we're sitting, my heart's my heart is just like so big right now. As we're doing this, and I got the message that part of me at four had gone off to the Pleiades for healing and for learning while my human body was going through the trauma. And so in this healing, we called this four-year-old me back from the Pleiades. And I literally saw her coming through this tube of light. It looked exactly like the photo that you sent me. And she came back into my body and was kind of lifting my hands up and down like a puppet, laughing at the, the density of this body. But I'd like to thank you for that photograph because it really validated an experience that I had 55 years ago. It's interesting because there's so many of them in the tubes. And um, I was going to send more. And I thought, no, that I, I'm only going to send a few. So I, I, that's, that's awesome that you're, that you're connected uh, with that and, and had the confirmation because they do. The Palladians love to travel in the, in the tubes. It was fascinating. Now, we're going to just take a short 30-second commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about your interaction with the elementals and the fairies and the nature spirits. So we'll take a short commercial break now. I'm Chief Joseph, and I'd like to talk with you about a product called Stop Itch. It's an all-natural product that stops itching and scratching instantly. From all types of rashes, including eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, poison oak, all bug bites, and it's safe for kids and babies of all ages, and for a limited time, it's half off at www.theskingod.com or 888-391-5432. Thank you. So you talked about your galactic connections, but you also have a very strong connection with the elementals, the fairies, the elves. When did that begin, or has that been through your entire life as well? It's been through my entire life. It's it's funny because, you know, the tooth fairy. And, of course, <laughs> I'm going to put that, that tooth under my pillow because I wanted that money for that tooth. But um, I would tell them, that's not the real fairy. <laughs> That it, that's I know it's you all, and so they go. Oh, you know, there's that's the fairy. I don't know. That's not the real fairy. So um, they are. It's like having, um, as, as you've seen the pictures. It's like layers. When you were talking earlier about the onion, I had to. I smiled because I was thinking of those out. You know, the the, the elementals, and so it's almost like having all these parallel worlds just converging. And they get layer on top of layer, and they have their animals and their beings. So you've got the elves, you've got the normal everyday elves that everyone has seen in the books, and then there are the elves, the fae. Um, they're the ones who can take form to go over to six feet, and you've got those pictures too, the one that likes mm -hmm. to dress in the black and wear the mask and he or she, there's one that's a female, one that's a male, and they think they're really hiding, right? <laughs> and so are they looking down through the tree? So um, those those they, those elves, are literally over um, all of nature. They're over everyone there. And then you've got the um, 
elves and what else? Let's see, where, where else am I going to go with this? The fairies, the dwarves, the Oh, the elementals. fairies, because there's all kinds of fairies. And like we have a brownie. You've got a picture of a brownie. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you've got two. And um, I have one cat that can see them, and they'll interact. And then when Precious has had absolute, she's sitting right next to me right now, and she's had enough. She's like, and they're like, no, we haven't had enough. And they, this fairy lives in the house and uh, in the room that I'm in right now. So and it, they just get, they just want to play with the cat, and the cat gets tired of it sometimes. So, no, they're the brownies, and then you've got the, the tree fairies, and then you've got, because we're surrounded by oaks, and you've got the dryads that, that literally, and some people think those fairies die when the tree, if that tree is cut down, Many times, yes, it, they, they'll die. But if there's a warning, they can literally go into the ground and, and go through their little world and go to another tree or another place. Um, but we have the, those fairies. And uh, and you talked about, you know, the, the one of the way people can begin to have, if they're not yet having these ultra-dimensional, multi-dimensional connections to begin with talking with the trees. Can you expand on that a little bit? Well, once you become one with nature, Mm -hmm. and um, and as I've sent you pictures of the trees, where the trees literally become more alive, and they take on their faces, and you can see their eyes, and you can see their nose. And I'm not exaggerating, and y'all will get to see all these pictures. Um, they begin to trust and they know because with them over the earth, over all nature, um, they want to interact with those that have that same philosophy, that same belief system and one who does care about the earth, um, who will think twice about cutting that tree down. Um, I even announce if I'm going to trim something, I will let everyone know this is what I'm planning to do if that's you know, okay with everyone, and or I leave the you know on the edges because the small folk love to live. They love to just lounge in the the brushes, if you will. So, and there's photos of that too for everyone. Um, so you you know you're taking away. That's why in the cities you don't really see them because they've left that habitat. Many of mm-hmm. them have just left, and they come further out. And then, of course, migration with humans start taking over that, and it just keeps going on and on and on. Um, we, we talked about how they're um, not all of them are really happy with humans. No, no, they're really not, and it's only because they've been hurt. There's a country that um, I can't think of it right now, but they that it's one of those countries like Finland or Greenland or it's one of those places where. If they're going to do a road or whatever, they won't harm that area until they speak with someone who can communicate it's, with the elves. It's Iceland. It's Iceland. It's a beautiful story about how, as you said, that they communicate with the elves before they build roads or anything. And one time at our other house, there was this mound where they had left this mound, you know, when the builders had just left this. And I started trying to get rid of it. I soon learned that that mound needed to stay there. They were not happy with me bothering that mound. Because um, they will kind of interact <laughs> with you in not such a nice way if, if they're not too pleased with what you're doing. 
but for the most part, they're very kind. Um, they're very shy. And the Fae, the ones that are over everything, they they could come right up to you and you wouldn't know that they were a, a fairy, um, mm. I mean an elf, um, because they can take that size and they can literally change and morph into what they want to be. Well, when um, I was at Iseti, I actually had a fairy come right between my eyes, like at my third eye, right? And this fairy was not happy with something that was happening, right? And it wasn't directed at me, but it wanted me to, to share the message and make a little change in something that we were doing. And I just kind of smiled, right? Because they're not all Tinkerbell, right? There's, no, they're, they're not. They may look they, like a little Tinkerbell, <laughs> but they're not. But, and that's they're, nothing they, wrong with that. They, you know, they have their own, no. you know, um, concerns or their own you know, desire for the planet. And so it's that beautiful way like you respect before you mow grass or things like you said, you you share with them and you ask their permission and you leave some tall grass so that they have their domain as well. I do. All around, pretty much, they, they that is their domain. And when I do something around the house, I let them know and to give them an opportunity or even insects. I know y'all are going to think that's mm-hmm. crazy, but... You communicate with them whether they're the give them the opportunity to leave. Now, you and I were talking about earlier, and you wanted me to mention the ants because I'm not a big fan of the ants because, you know, they are who they are and they don't listen. So yeah, I have to. I may, I may have to put out. I try the natural way of getting rid of the ants, but that doesn't always work. And I may have to go to a use a tablespoon of some kind of. Um, poison that I put on and I let everyone know that's what I'm doing please stay away from it because sometimes the, the the butterflies and everything else that interact with these fairies and this elemental world um, they're very comfortable and they become comfortable around the house so you uh, you want to protect them out of respect for them and let them know what I've gone and done well, and the understanding that all of these beings, whether the listeners see them or not, right, they feel your energy and they feel your intention. And so that self-mastery, that threshold to ascension of holding the heart space does right. wonders in opening the doorways to connecting to those realms. And that's the whole point of the ascension to, you know, 5D is that we are, we, we, we're all connected. And once we understand that and we start showing respect to them, and they, of course, they, they put up with us all these years. So um, it, it raises the vibration, the consciousness, and then you're able to live in harmony. And so um, it's just really a, a beautiful thing when you're out there and you get to see them. Or one time I looked out and I saw the dwarfs. And I was like, I mean, I literally shook my head because they were like, you know, I thought they're all following each other. Where in the world are they going? And I said, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm having a moment. They're just, they're literally just going down through the woods. And then, of course, they were gone. Um, the uh, the leprechaun, I've only seen the leprechaun one time, and he's a solitary leprechaun. And he's not going to be dressed in green. He's the one that dresses in a a black floppy hat with a red shirt, and you've got a picture of him, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Many times they'll tell me to stop. Like, if I'm going down the road, some of those pictures are not here. I'll be going down the road, and they'll tell me to stop, take a photo. 
Mm. And I'll go, okay. Or I'll be driving, and I shouldn't be saying this, and I'll hold the camera out, and I'll go, I can't stop right now, but I'm going to try to take the camera <laughs> right now. <laughs> I've got to go. I have an appointment. I've got to go. So um, it's uh, it's never a dull moment around here, um, but it's an enjoyable time. And I, when I branched out, I did share with, uh, I forgot about, uh, Toby and she came mm-hmm. down and we were sitting outside and she got to see the, the Starcraft and she said it's kind of unnerving when you're not expecting it but at the same time she was comfortable it, again mm-hmm. we're contradicted um, but once a person back to anyone can do this once that they get the trust of theirs and they know that you care about the earth and you care about humanity and you care about the animals and it doesn't mean we're all we're going to be perfect at all times. We're all going up that journey on that ladder. But they will work with you. It was like, um, of course, y'all know that I don't, I'm not a hunter, wasn't raised in a hunting family, mm. but I do have hunters around. And, um, and some do not want to go by the rules. And I have to accept them and they're hunting, so they need to go by the rules. And I called out to them one time because I was worried. And I said, I don't want any of them to be hurt because our place is used like a maternity ward, a nursery where the deer come and deposit their babies and they'll go off and do their things and other, you know, other pieces of property with other people. And then they come back and spend the night here. And I could hear that hunting. I could hear it. And I just called out to them and I said, I need your help. Can you look after them and make sure that they're okay? And everything turned out fine. Mm-hmm. So and when you say you called you out to them, who was the them you called out to? The elementals. And I have called out to those above as well mm-hmm. um, when I need the extra things. But what the ones above will say, you can do this too. And I think you and I have talked about, you know, how, and everyone can do this. You know, you can send out light and love and then just put that person in a bubble of light and love and, and seal them up. And at least they can't hurt you. So if they're out there, and I, I don't even know these people, but I'll go, okay, you've got to you've got to stop this. This is not good behavior. Y'all don't need to be doing this because mm-hmm. they're doing it out of season or whatever. And I'll I'll even do that, and they'll stop. It's such a delight to have you on on the program, Cheryl, and I'm already getting the message. I'm going to have to have you back on again because there's still so much. We're going to do the after the show, which is going to focus mainly on the the photos and the images that you've captured. And so we're going to do that for the listeners, and I'll send out a newsletter to let you know when that's posted. But there's so much more that you have, your experience with Dr. Hans Holzer, the paranormal researcher, your information with reality checks, and the other experiences you've had, as well as some of the learning you've gone through through of discernment, right? And so we're going to actually have you back on the show in a couple months time. I think we're booked through early December because I really would like you to share that experience for the listeners benefit as well. But just in summing up, you know, we talked about what your mission is currently. So would you like to explain what you kind of are drawn to be doing right now? And sharing the photos and the reason behind it and... I want it, if it touches someone's heart and it opens them up, because there's so many things unseen. We can see, you know, all the, we can see all, all I can't stuttering. There's so much unseen. And if we can raise our vibrations to 
experience that love and connect with them and live in that harmony, um, that is the road to ascension. Uh, once we start branching out, and the more people that raise their consciousness and understand, many times they just don't understand. You know, it's not that they're being indifferent or whatever. They just haven't had that opportunity to see that, and they're just thinking, oh, that's just make-believe. But once y'all see these photographs, you'll know that it's not make-believe. And they're around you all, too, just as those that are above. So that is, I decided, and that was because of Ashley, Mm. you know, years ago. She was so patient with me. And as we opened up and we shared, um, there's a reason for me having all these photographs, and I have 50 to 60,000 of them. So um, there needs to be shared with others, and uh, and they, people can't tear them apart. There's too many. Do you feel as an empath that there's actually a frequency even in the picture so that when you look at them, there is a trans transmission of energy if you're open to receiving it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I sense when I was looking through and them. You see the one that, they love the car. I haven't quite figured this out. Mm-hmm. Some of the beings mm-hmm. love being in the car. They love being on top of the car and whatever. And then one day we were out... Um, at this zoo-like place, it's way out in the country, and they have this exotic-type animals. And it was um, it was a very hectic day out there. And I just happened to take some pictures of the animals, but it caught the... And I was getting really stressed out. And I, it caught the picture of, you know, how our, our mirror on the outside mirror of the car. And it, it caught one of the beings over my shoulder. And I said, look at you. <laughs> it's like they're sitting over, and it's the cutest thing. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's just that if we open up. It's not that everyone can have these. Just like when Ashley was at Aseti, everyone could experience whatever was going on, and it's the same. Just have to open up, and the word discernment, and that's the mm. Ashley. And you'll learn discernment because when you first start. Um, even as I grew up with this, I still had to learn discernment. I had to learn what was real and what wasn't, what was good and what was not, what would be positive and what would not be so good for, right. for me. And that's the discernment. And once you um, listen and open up, take steps small, and it will. this will happen for you as well. Absolutely. Can you please give, we've just got about under a minute left, so I do want to make sure that you give out your website address, and from your website, I think they can email you, and I know you're still adding stuff, but please let people know how they can begin looking at some of the photos you have posted, and understand that Cheryl's kind of new to this, so she's beginning that process. Right, and I have, even though Ashley, several years ago, encouraged me to have this website, I did not... um, that's all right. We've got about 30 it, seconds, got, so I want, to make, I want to make sure we get your website in there. Right. It's um, unknownufomysteries.com. Beautiful. So, Cheryl, I just want to thank you, and I want to thank your galactic friends and the elemental friends that you brought with you to the call. I want to honor you for the courage in coming forward. And you you came across beautifully, and your heart energy came across beautifully. And sharing that mission, I see that 
opening up for you more and more. So it's an honor. We will do the after the show and we'll get that posted on YouTube so the listeners can see the images. I'm getting the time to go sign from Donald, my wonderful engineer from BBS Radio. So Cheryl, I love you. you. Thank you so much. I love you and thank you all and and thank you for all that you've done. I hope. Listeners, keep your light shining and we'll see you next week on Threshold to Ascension Radio. Good night, everybody. Mm -hmm. 